Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR, Boston. As you're listening right now, the Circle Round team is hard at work producing even more exciting folktales for this fourth season of the podcast. So this week, as we observe Indigenous Peoples Day across the United States, we're bringing you a favorite episode from Circle Round's second season, a tale from the Seneca people of North America about how stories came to the world. We'll be back with a brand new Circle Round episode next week. Can you imagine a world where there are no stories? A world without once upon a time, without long ago in a faraway place, without the end. How would it feel to live in a world like that? In today's episode, we'll find out. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called Grandfather Stone. It's a legend from the Seneca people, Native Americans who originally lived in what's now known as New York State. Some really great folks came together to bring you our telling of this tale, including Jonathan Joss and Diane Rehm. Grown-ups, you may know Jonathan Joss from TV shows like King of the Hill and Parks and Recreation, plus miniseries and feature films like Comanche Moon and The Magnificent Seven. And public radio fans, you'll recognize Diane Rehm from The Diane Rehm Show and her NPR podcast, On My Mind. So, circle around, everyone, for Grandfather Stone. Once upon a time, there was no once upon a time, because the people had no stories to tell. They didn't even know what a story was. And that made for some very long, drawn-out winters, when the snow fell hard and deep and everybody was cooped up inside, with little to pass the time. In one village, a boy lived with his grandmother. Every winter, the boy counted the days until spring, when he could take his spear and catch fish in the river. By the time the sun sat each evening, the boy's basket was always overflowing with plump, glistening bass and trout. One year... On the first day of spring, when the blankets of snow melted away and colorful flowers sprang from the earth, the boy ran to the river. He waded into the water, his spear poised above his shoulder. I see you, little fish. Right there, little fish. But every time he plunged his spear into the crystal clear river, ah! the slippery fish would zigzag away Ugh! and disappear downstream. Oh. By the time the sun went down, the boy's basket had only two fish in it. Oh, no. I've never caught so few fish before. Grandmother's depending on me for dinner. This is going to be one meager meal. Reluctant to face his grandmother, the boy decided to meander home a different way. He entered the dark forest and took a left turn where he usually took a right. Soon, he approached a shadowy clearing. As he stepped inside, he heard a deep, 
rumbling voice call out. Young man, would you like to hear a story? The boy whipped his head this way and that. All he could spot in the dusky clearing was a ring of trees and bushes, with a large, smooth stone standing majestically in the middle. Who's there? Who said that? And what is a story? Again, the voice piped up. A story tells about the things that happened before this time. It tells how things came to be and why things came to be. So I ask you again, would you like to hear a story? Remember, the boy was in no hurry to go back home. Besides, he was also curious. Yes, please. I would love to hear a story. Uh, Thank you. Uh, But first, who are you? And where are you? I don't see anyone here. Just then, the moon broke through the clouds. A gleaming white ray passed through the trees and lit up the stone in the middle of the clearing. Suddenly, the boy realized where the voice was coming from. The stone. I am Grandfather Stone. I've been here since time began. So I have many stories to tell. But first... Storytellers should always receive something for their stories. A gift in exchange for their gift. Have you something to give me? All the boy had with him were the two fish he'd caught that day. He reached into his basket, pulled out the larger fish, and placed it on top of the stone. Will this trout do? It will do. Thank you. Now come, sit, and I will tell you a story. A legend about the world that was. The boy settled down on the ground and leaned his back against the cool, smooth stone. He closed his eyes as the stone began his story. He told of a time when people made their home in the sky. They were known as the sky people. A great tree grew in their heavenly realm, but one day it was torn out by its roots. A woman tumbled through the hole it left behind, and she plummeted toward the world below. Toward this world. Only back then, this world was covered with water, and the animals who lived in this world could speak. So the creatures decided they would save the woman who was falling from the sky. They used soil and dirt from the depths of the water to create a soft place for her to land, what we now know as Earth. The boy hung on to Grandfather Stone's every word. When the tale was over, he yearned for more. That was the most amazing thing I've ever heard. I would ask you to tell another, but I have just one fish left, and Grandmother and I need to eat. That's all right, young man. It's getting late, and you should be heading home. Come back tomorrow, and I will tell you another story. Thank you, Grandfather Stone. When the boy arrived at his house, his grandmother was wringing her hands with worry. My child, I was expecting you hours ago. Where have you been? The boy wasn't sure what to do. Should he tell his grandmother about Grandfather Stone and his stories? Or would she think he was talking nonsense? He knew he had to do something. The question was, what? What would you do if you were the boy? We'll find out what happens 
after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called Grandfather Stone. When we left off, a boy had spent the evening listening to a story told by Grandfather Stone. Before the tale, the boy had given the stone a gift. In this case, one of the two fish he'd caught that day. Now, remember... This was in a time before people knew what stories were. So when the boy got home late, with only one fish, he wasn't sure what to tell his grandmother. I'm sorry, grandmother. You see, I spent all day fishing, but I only managed to catch two fish. I was afraid to show you, so I took a longer way home, and I... Wait a minute. Grandmother's eyes flashed toward the boy's basket. You only managed to catch two fish, you say? Then why is there just one fish in your basket? The boy groped for words. Oh, right. Well, you know, I... Grandmother sighed. All right. I can cook up some cornbread to help fill our bellies. But promise me, child, tomorrow you'll go back to the river and catch more than one fish, yes? Yes, Grandmother, of course I will. When the boy went to sleep that night, his body was in bed, but his heart and mind were somewhere else. They were back in the dusky clearing, where Grandfather Stone waited with more stories. In the morning... The boy grabbed his basket and spear and walked to the river. But by the time the sun was setting, guess what? He'd only caught two fish. Again. The boy considered going straight home, but now he was even more afraid of disappointing grandmother. He was also eager to hear another story. Before he knew it, his feet whisked him back to the clearing in the forest. Young man, I was hoping you'd return. Would you like to hear a story? Ah, oh, yes! Please, Grandfather Stone! 
The boy grabbed one of the two fish from his basket. He laid it on top of the stone. Thank you. Now, I will tell you a story. Again, the boy relaxed on the ground, his eyes closed, his head resting against the stone's cool, smooth surface. The stone told a story about how long ago, when animals could talk, the proudest and most boastful creature was Bear. The burly beast was always bragging about his most prized possession, a long, glossy, furry tail. One winter, Clever Fox decided he would teach Cocky Bear a lesson. Fox told Bear that if he stuck his tail through the ice on the river, the next day he would catch a bounty of fish. Well, come morning, guess whose tail was frozen beneath the ice? Bear tried to yank it out, but it stayed behind in the ice. And ever since then, bears have had short tails. By the time the story ended, the boy was grinning from ear to ear. Oh, Grandfather Stone, these stories are extraordinary. I wish you could tell me more, but I only have one fish left. Not to worry, young man. Come back tomorrow, and I will tell you another story. Thank you, Grandfather Stone. When the boy got home, it was very late. As he walked through the door, he found Grandmother slicing a loaf of freshly baked cornbread. He noticed she had tears in her eyes. Oh, Grandmother, are you crying? I'm sorry I worried you. I didn't mean to. Grandmother gazed at her grandson. Then she gazed at his basket. Wait. You only caught one fish again? The boy reached over and brushed a tear from Grandmother's crinkly cheek. He took a deep breath. Well, actually, Grandmother, the truth is I caught two fish, but I exchanged one for a gift. Grandmother arched her eyebrows. What kind of gift? Can I see it? Well... This one's more of a gift you can hear. The boy asked Grandmother to take a basket and fill it with the slices of fresh cornbread. With the basket of cornbread slung over one arm, the boy led Grandmother to the clearing in the forest. In the middle stood Grandfather Stone, his smooth, cool surface dappled by moonlight through the trees. Young man, you're back already. And you've brought a companion. Welcome. Grandmother was so surprised to hear a stone speak, she could barely speak herself. I, uh, well, I thank you. Well, now that you're here, would you like to hear a story? Yes, please, Grandfather Stone. In fact... Grandmother watched as the boy emptied the basket of cornbread onto the stone. We would like to hear many stories. Thank you. Now I will tell you some stories. The boy helped Grandmother ease down to the ground. He wrapped his arm around her shoulder and gave a loving squeeze as Grandfather Stone began. The stone told stories about clever animals and foolish people. Stories about foolish animals and clever people. Stories about how chipmunks got their stripes, how porcupines got their quills, and how we got the four seasons. Hours went by. Morning came, the rays of the moon gave way to the rays of the sun, 
and the boy and grandmother were wide awake, wrapped up in Grandfather Stone's tales. At last, the stone paused. And then... You've heard about the things that have happened before this time. How things came to be, and why things came to be. But from here on out, stories won't be kept inside smooth, cold stones like me. They'll be carried by warm-blooded people like you. Pass these stories on to your children and your grandchildren. Then have them pass these stories on to their children and grandchildren. Keep these stories going for as long as the world keeps going. Now, my friend, it's your turn. Then the stone fell silent and never spoke again. The boy and his grandmother heeded the stone's final words. They returned to the village and recounted the stories they had heard, sharing them with everyone, young and old, again and again and again. To show their thanks, the villagers offered gifts of food and clothing. But the way the boy and grandmother saw it, being able to pass Grandfather Stone's magnificent stories onto others was gift enough. And when spring turned to summer, and summer turned to fall, and fall turned to winter, and the temperatures and the snow began to drop, no one worried about suffering through a long, drawn-out season. They had their stories to entertain them and keep them warm. And today, the whole world does too. Now it's your turn. Think back to all the Circle Round stories you've heard so far. Then think about all of the characters you've met. Is there one particular character you especially relate to? Maybe the two of you have something in common. Or the character achieves something you've always dreamt of doing. Ask a grown-up to help you make a recording where you talk about this character. Tell us who the character is, what story they're from, and why they resonate with you. Then, have your grown-up email us the audio file. Our address is circleround at wbur.org. This week's story, Grandfather Stone, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Circle Round's founder, Jessica Albert. Eric Shimalonis creates our original music and sound design. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has created a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can color them in while you listen. Have your grown-up visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, John Bell, Jonathan Joss, and Diane Reem. Jonathan Joss's television appearances include King of the Hill, Parks and Recreation, and Comanche Moon. He's also starred in movies like The Magnificent Seven and True Grit. And grown-ups, if you love public radio, and I know you do, check out NPR legend Diane Reem's podcast, On My Mind. This week's featured instrument was the Native American drone flute. You can learn more about this double-tubed wind instrument on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. If you haven't yet subscribed to Circle Round, find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app your grown-ups use. And please, if you have a moment, write us a review. It helps other families find the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR. 
Boston's NPR News Station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name's Liliana, and I'm from New Jersey. And my favorite Circle Round is The Princess and the Meal because I love the part when one of the brothers laughs and says, my name is Gabriel. I come from Toronto, Canada, and my favorite story is The King and the Cobbler, and my favorite part is when the cobbler makes statues. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack, and I live in Redwood City, California, and my favorite circle around is The True Mother, and my favorite part is when the baby plays with her toes. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.